Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is going on, family? It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max in the morning. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie, coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, Series X Channel 80, as well as your smart speakers. Well, well, well. Aaron Rodgers did what was best for him, and Devontae Adams did the same thing. He said he was not going to play for the Green Bay Packers, gentlemen, on a franchise tag. That was not going to happen, so they moved to the Las Vegas Raiders for the 22nd pick and the 53rd pick in this year's NFL draft. And Keyshawn J., we were talking about this before the show got started. Keyshawn said, man, this came out of nowhere because nobody expected anything like this. But Key, this is a killer case of Devontae Adams thinking, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you're going to look out for you. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to look out for myself. Key, good morning, key, fellas. Good key, morning. Yeah, exactly. What's up, Jay? Key, good morning. Yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing just peachy. Great. Um, What's wrong with you two? <laughs> early in the morning, on? I would say, you know, this this whole Devontae Adams thing developed clearly, you know, obviously yesterday for us in the media because um, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. It came out of nowhere. I was like, huh? You know, it's one of those deals where it's like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, that they got rid of Devontae Adams, even though they signed a quarterback and just agreed to give him $150 million of guaranteed money over the next three years, that all of a sudden his number one target in Devontae Adams is no longer part of the Green Bay Packers organization has moved on to the Las Vegas Raiders. When you look at it on the surface, it's like, okay, was this always the plans of the Green Bay Packers, even though they came to – they offered – pretty much the same amount of money and years that the Las Vegas Raiders offered, but Devontae Adams decided to take his talents on the road to Las Vegas rather than play with Aaron Rodgers the rest of his career. He decided that Derek Carr was the way to go along with the Las Vegas Raiders for him to not only get his money but have an opportunity to truly go win a Super Bowl. Man, this blew my mind yesterday because I I thought all the the signs, Key and Freddie – of hearing Aaron Rodgers talk about, well, you know, I could just tell you right now, number 17 doesn't want to be franchise tagged. I thought all these subliminal hints were being given to the public and to the Packers organization about, hey, this is going to be a package deal. We were even talking about could Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Graham uh, – Devontae Graham, I'm thinking about basketball. Praise the Lord. It's Devontae Adams. March Madness. We yes, I, we're, in, we're in the mode. <laughs> Devontae Adams be a package deal. And for him to say – hey, Derek Carr is going to be the person. And now you're thinking about the Raiders in the AFC West with Chandler Jones on defensively. And now you're talking about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, that relationship. It, it, it makes you think about, all right, so where does Green Bay go from here? Like, you know, are there other number one wideouts on the market? Is that Jarvis Landry, even though I don't think he's number one? Is that Juju? Is that, you know, do you try to go for a team like Seattle that is rebuilding and go for a guy like DK Metcalf or Lockett? You know, how do you retool that position um, because Aaron Rodgers needs a number one target? Well, I think that they feel in Green Bay, Freddie, that they have a way of developing young, promising receivers um, that will contribute much like Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb did in their careers in Green Bay or hmm. Donald Driver or, or any other receivers that played alongside – uh, Aaron Rodgers. They feel like it's Aaron Rodgers who helps these receivers become the receiver. And I would argue that that's a damn lie. Exactly. And, and they understand that and they know that, but sometimes they could have 
blinders on and think that it's all about the quarterback. This is the reason they shelled out the type of money. When you have an Alan Lazar or you have a, a St. Brown Equininius, you think that these guys all of a sudden are the way to go and one of them can emerge as the guy, the next guy for your offense. And I can tell you just from being in that position and hadn't played it for a very long time at a very high level that those guys are not Devontae Adams and they probably will never be Devontae Adams. Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Wins, Freddie Coleman, and Max Kellerman and ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, stay with that in terms of a number one wide receiver like yourself traded from an organization like the New York Jets because when you at the height of your powers, they made that decision that they could live without you. Devontae Adams reversed it here. He said, you know, we're going to try to find out if you can live without me and have Aaron Rodgers be the number one dude again and he can make people better. Speak on in terms of that was the same situation sort of with you where the Jets decided that, hey, we can find another Keyshawn Johnson. We don't need to think about having him on this football team. They got two ones for you, though, Key. Twenty, Yeah, Jay, but 20-something years later, they still looking for Keyshawn Johnson. They still are trying to replace the receiver, not the position, the receiver. And what I mean by that is the locker room presence, the quiet leadership, the swag, the things that make an organization what they are. They're, the New York Jets are still trying to replace that. Statistically, you could always replace the numbers because all it is is about touches and opportunities. And I think that they can go and get that type of player. There's no question about it. But what Devontae Adams brings is worth ethic, locker room presence and leadership. All the younger receivers looked up to him when he was there because he essentially is the veteran guy. Even though Randall Cobb is there, but Randall Cobb's an older kind yeah. of he just he's not the main guy. They looked yeah. up to Devontae Adams. When I was with the New York Jets, I was the guy in the locker room. Let's face it. The guys followed my leadership, even though my leadership was not loud and rah-rah. My leadership was cool, calm, and collective. They followed that. The New York Jets figured, okay, we can move on from him, and we still can go out and get a Lavernius Coles, or we can get a Santana Moss, or we can get some of these other receivers that will still be complimentary pieces to what we want to do from an offensive standpoint, but what they, how they misdiagnose it. And we'll have Mike Tannenbaum on mm-hmm. later on, the former general manager of the New York Jets and good friend of mine, can explain that. That that was a risk that they, that was a calculated risk that they were willing to take, and here it is from an organizational standpoint. Even though I would have been retired by now, they are still to this day trying to find that type of receiver, and this yeah. could potentially be the same situation with the Green Bay Packers guys with Devontae Adams. Fifteen years from now, we could still be having this conversation to say they're still trying to find that particular guy. And Key, this puts so much pressure on the front office for the Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekinds and company, right? Because when we first found out that Aaron Rodgers' new deal was year to year, now think about it, guys. If they can't land another top target, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're saying, I understand that that's been the premise of how we built our franchise, that we we mold and we help young receivers turn it to, you know, to better receivers over time. Like, nobody's coming in giving that same production from Devontae Adams' perspective. So if Aaron Rodgers feels frustrated, then think about that, Freddie. Like a year from now, you could be sitting here saying, ah, guys, this ain't working. This ain't it anymore. Well, Jay, here's the deal. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, handle it or be handled. Because you want to power church and state 
and you got to stroke the Green Bay Packers organization. If you're going to get that kind of money that Aaron Rodgers is getting, you have to accept the fact that other people are not going to get paid. And that included Devontae Adams. Now, how much, how long but, does Aaron Rodgers know about Adams this? Adams could we'll get see. paid, though, Freddie. He, he, he turned down the same amount of money from the Raiders. Well, then whatever he turned down was enough I mean, for him to say, I didn't want to stay with Aaron Rodgers and move on with Derek Carr. And you guys mentioned before the show got started, what does that say about Aaron Rodgers, that Devontae Adams said, I'm not tying my fortunes to you, no matter what kind of money is going to be out there for the Green Bay Packers for me to stay here? Yeah, I think I think when you look at it, Aaron Rodgers was there. He knew this entire time that there was a possibility that Devontae Adams could walk out of the door. I think Devontae Adams had his mind and eyes set on going to Las Vegas mm. the entire time, but he wasn't going to unveil that to the public to go fall, you know, and have all the controversy swirling around him. He decided that once they franchise tagged him, they made him the necessary offer that the, the Las Vegas Raiders made him, but they were willing to still trade him. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't say a whole lot because if they wanted to hold on to him, all they had to do was say, we're not trading you, we're going to hold on exactly. to you. Yeah. And they would have held on to him. So it would be interesting to see what the final uh, trade value was for him. I know it's a one in a, a, some second-round picks, but I don't know how that's divvied up because we haven't gotten any clear, uh, you know, clear numbers on whether it was – Two ones, two twos. We just know it's a one and some twos. Yeah. Either way, five years, $28.5 million per year for Devontae Adams. And, oh, by the way, Nevada, tax-free money. He keeps to keep most of his money. Where's Tannenbaum at? Where's well, he at, We're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to him in 35 minutes. We'll try to break down the whole science of money and Devontae Adams and, and all the other stuff. Real GM Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, front office inside, is going to join us at 645 Eastern Time, along with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, and Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. All this part of Straight Talk, brought by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield told the Cleveland Browns, trade me or else. And the Cleveland Browns responded like Nito Brown. Business be never personal. See you guys after the break. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Thanks for joining us to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He's Keyshawn Johnson, J. Wins. I'm Freddie. Come in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. So we know what's going to happen with Devontae Adams. He's wait, on his wait, way wait, to the Las wait, Vegas wait, Raiders. Key, we now know exactly what's going to possibly happen as J. Wins getting his boogie on as he's running the Cleveland Browns, trying to make sure they can boogie and what they're going to do about Baker Mayfield. They were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, Key. They decided, or Deshaun Watson decided, he does not want to be a part of the Cleveland Browns organization. He's narrowed it down to two teams, the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. And Baker Mayfield said, hey, I want to be traded. The Cleveland Browns got in touch with the Nino Brown for New Jack City and said, hey, dude, business B, never personal. We're not trading you. So I'll throw the question to you, Keyshawn, with these two, wanting, one wanting to be divorced and the other one, and the other one wants to stay married, what is going to happen with the Browns and Baker Mayfield going forward, at least the first step when it comes to what should happen with this football team and that organization? Well, I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to go from there after Jay answers my question. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. What else do I always say, Jay? If a player doesn't want to be there, you can't make him stay. Okay. And and since you've been working with me, and we've come across this in pretty much every sport. It's happened every time. Every single time? Yeah. So I think. Yeah. You're shooting 100%. I I think, Freddie, (laughs) Uh that the Browns are going to be moving on from Baker Mayfield. He has taken his last snap with this football team. Uh, it's still early in the stages of a trade request from Baker Mayfield and for the Cleveland Browns to honor that. We are only less than 24 hours from him asking for that trade request. Now, once we get that closer to the draft, you will see more action on Baker Mayfield and opportunities. In fact, the Seattle Seahawks, according to you who enlightened me this morning, has inquired about Baker Mayfield, at least sniffed around Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, Freddie. So that'll happen. He's not going to play for them again, no matter what we think their stance is today. In terms of them moving forward, they've got to first see the domino that falls with Deshaun Watson. What happens with him? He's going to change the landscape of what's left in the quarterback room for the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts. Whatever he decides to do will shape the rest of the room of the four to five teams that are really seriously looking for a quarterback for the 2022 season uh, because he holds the cards to everybody. He has everybody in the chokehold right now. Key, I, this is what I struggle with, Freddie. Okay. Key. So I, I get that he doesn't want to be there. Obviously, that was made known the other day. Um, but if he forces – his way out, or even if that's the Browns, if, if, if the Browns feel like they're stuck with him to a degree, which I, I don't think they do, but would it be in Baker's best interest to go somewhere else in which he really has no say in where he can go, Key? And the only reason I ask this is because when he has another year left before he can hit free agency, how do you put yourself in the best possible position to earn as much money as possible? And if you're if you don't have a no-trade clause where you can dictate where you want to go, but yet you, this team could put you in Detroit. I'm not, I'm not saying it was because they obviously have Jared Goff, but like, do you want to go to a horrible situation like that, or do you want to say, you know what, I know this relationship isn't repairable. Let me do what I need to do just this one year, ball out with guys like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I got Amari Cooper. Let me make this work. And then say, you know what, deuces, I'm out. But at least my resume and how people view me to a degree has changed because I have a year of balling out. Here I go again, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> even though, 
even though he doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract, and you say, well, he can't dictate where he wants to go. Oh, yes, he can. Trade me somewhere real quick, Jay. Trade me. Where you want me to go? Detroit. You know what? I don't want to play in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But how can you say? What, what, what hold, on, you? Okay. hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So then I don't Detroit. I want to play in yeah. Detroit. Well, we, you don't have a choice. I don't want to play in Detroit. Hey, how you doing? This is Coach Campbell calling from the Detroit Lions. Man, we really are glad to get you in this trade. Uh, uh, Coach, I, I respect you. I love you. I love what your work is and everything. I'm gonna stay home with my family, man. I'm I just I'm mm. not feeling it. I don't want. I just not what I want to do. I respect everything. My wishes. I, I I'm not gonna buy in 100. percent It's just not for me. And you know, well, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna stay home and eat chicken wings and get fat on the couch and come in with six games left during the season so I could get my credit this season and become a free agent. There's a lot of ways to yeah. do it now. Yeah, I, right. I I know from firsthand experience <laughs> of being traded and having to deal with this and tell our general manager and our president of our team and Bill Parcells that, no, I don't want to go to the Green Bay Packers or the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry. And I had no trade clause. So you you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you could – just because of that, doesn't people don't understand that. Hey, man, I ain't coming in to take the physical. Now what? Mm-hmm. Either way, Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Here's something else that I thought about, what you just said when, Jay, you responded to Keyshawn about – being traded, where can he go? Baker Mayfield's overrated his value with this organization. He did not think in a million years that they would be in the sweepstakes for another quarterback, even though Deshaun Watson would be an upgrade. No matter what you think about the civil cases going on, that's an upgraded quarterback. And the Cleveland Browns said, this team is a quarterback away. And Baker Mayfield didn't like it because he believes he's the quarterback that is supposed to be for this franchise. He wanted to be with this franchise, being drafted number one. He has been vested in this franchise. He even went out there and played injured last year, even though he threw 17 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. He has not been the dude that he believes that he is with the Cleveland Browns, Key and Jay, and they've told him that. They said, look, this offense is not predicated on you. You're a compliment in this offense, not the other way around. And let's be honest, Baker Mayfield has a kind of ego that he doesn't like it. And so now he lashed out and said, I want to be traded. And the Browns are like, look, this is business. It's all about making sure we have the best possible team and the best possible players, and Baker Mayfield doesn't want to hear it. But he has to deal with it one way or the other, whether he forces the way out of Cleveland, or they say, look, you're going to stay here, play under this contract, and what we deal with after the season, we'll deal with it after the season. Yeah, but if I got chronic back issues in September, you don't want to deal with that. My shoulder just doesn't feel right, Key, after my surgery. Elbow, just... Something's wrong with my elbow. Ah, like, you don't want to go wow. into the season mm-hmm. as a head coach taking a chance on dealing with an angry player. It just doesn't work that way. You can't force me to play even though I'm under contract. You can't think about it. Even in basketball, if you just think about it, though, Jay, you see guys getting into front office issues, yeah. what they do, they just sit tight. I mean, I'm – but my keep, shoulder hurts. My back hurts. I my laugh knee. at this because oh. we, we always say how football is so different than basketball, but it's kind of the same. I mean, talk about the power to the players. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. the way you just broke that down, I've never really thought about it that way, but the players can exercise where they want to be and who they want to play for. It, it, with a simple, I don't want to yep. be there. Yeah. That's all it takes. And so for Baker Mayfield, he's got he's to, like you said, Freddie, in his mind, He's got to understand who he is versus the other people. Yes, it is business, but at the same time, I caught you trying to cheat on me. Sure. I'm out. Either way, it's going to be an interesting situation going forward. What's going to happen in Cleveland? 
Either way, the NFL, the best reality show on TV. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for Max Kellerman. I'm Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Man, how about that huge first round upset the Kentucky Wildcats in the first round? But what was a bigger upset, that or how did Jay do with his bets? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, and Six XM Channel 80 with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. I'm Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Jay, I'm going to start right there with you. With Kentucky, they were one for six in overtime from the free throw line. But before all of that happened, losing to St. Peter's, what went on with this basketball team? Because I never had a doubt watching that game that St. Peter's was going to go away no matter what Kentucky tried to do. Oh, how many brackets were busted yesterday in the first damn day of the tournament? This, all all, this always, <laughs> always happens. And I, I feel horrible for my guy, Cal, John Calipari. It's just, that's what happens sometimes, man. Like, you know, say, we, if, here's one of the things we always did at school. We, I got lucky to be the number one seed uh, every single year I was in college. And we would always say the way, the kind of energy you come out with in that first game will dictate how you play for the tournament. Now, it, that doesn't always happen, but you kind of set a tone. Mm-hmm. So when you come out and you put your foot on somebody's neck and they're down 20 in the first quarter, in the first half, you're like, yeah, like, we are a number one seed or we are a top five seed. This is where you are. But if you allow a team to keep hanging around and keep fighting a small team like St. Peter's, who has a guy in Daryl Banks, the third, who dropped 27 on Kentucky, that gives them the confidence to stay in ball games. And that game to go to overtime – I mean, look, I give St. Peter's all the credit in the world, and it brings up a bigger conversation just about Kentucky basketball in general. I mean, this is the only 10th number two-seeded team to lose to a 15-seed. It's it's, the first exit. It's like only 10th time it's ever happened in the history of the tournament. So, I mean, just for that to happen is mind-boggling to me. But that's the tournament for you. Yeah, it's it's interesting because St. Peter's certainly – they were not – I don't want to say afraid or scared, but they felt that confidence rolling in. Whenever you get into the second half or even into a a situation late in the game where you either ahead or you right there, like you said, Jay, on their heels clipping away, you have that confidence. You feel you are the big dogs no more. The Wildcats of Kentucky, they don't scare you. And Mm -hmm. that's where they got caught at. And Coach Kyle bring up an interesting thing about Kentucky basketball for me, Jay. I, I, you know, 
yeah, it's a brand. Is Coach Cal a brand in his career right now? Uh, you know, because when you look at it and you say to yourself, where has Kentucky basketball been over the last several years? They've been in the tournament. They've been exiting very quickly. They haven't gone and exceeded what most people would think they would be at the end of the year, which is in that Final Four, which is in that championship, so to speak, game. Um, the last time they won a championship was when? That was what, Carl Anthony Towns or something like no, that? No, they missed it that year. That was the year they were going to be undefeated. Right. And they lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin in the semifinals, so, yeah. So there you go. Frank Kaminsky. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that was Same a while thing. ago to think about that as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just where is Kentucky basketball? And I'm sure the papers in Kentucky and the reporters in Kentucky are talking about that this morning. Well, it, these are the things that, you know, it, as, as a guy who used to be an analyst, Key, like, you know, we were breaking down like, oh, who has this used strong? Used to be. You still are no, an no, no, But I'm talking about specifically only for college basketball, right? Because mm-hmm. all these people for conferences will say, who's the most powerful conference? And this is by far the best conference. And all you've been hearing about, oh, the SEC, the depth. And then you, you see something like this that happens in the first round, and it's able to mute that type of conversation. Even though I do think the SEC, depth-wise, they still have teams like Tennessee and things that are going to, you know, go deep in the tournament. But in Auburn – but still, man, this is a knock to the SEC and to Kentucky basketball. Because Kentucky is SEC basketball. Yes, yes and, it is. And John Calipari had to try to explain why Kentucky, as an SEC school, lost to a mid-major, mid-major school, excuse me, St. Peter's, out of the MAC. You have an eight-point lead with three minutes to go. You win the game. So I really don't need to know, well, this guy did that and that guy did this and missed this and this and turned. We had an eight-point lead with three-some to go. I'm not taking away from St. Peter's. They deserve to win the game. They fought the entire time. But that's how I feel about it. I'm going to trampoline off of something both of you guys said in terms of, by the way, it's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman. When you have so many good players around the country that aren't afraid of other players, it's not like back in the day, Long before Jay wins for you play college basketball, even before you were born, Keyshawn Johnson, because I'm older than both of you guys. But when Bill Walton, when you first saw Bill Walton as an opposing player, you'd only heard about him. When you actually saw him, you said, oh, my God, that guy is that good and that tall. There's so much ability to see players and different teams that the fear factor is completely gone. Even Shaheen Holloway of St. Peter said, I got guys who think they can play at Kentucky. I told him you can play at Western Kentucky, but not at Kentucky. That fear factor is no longer prevalent because so many players are at good programs with good coaches, and that fear factor of being afraid of the Kentuckys and the Dukes and people like that, that has gone completely by the wayside in modern college basketball. Man, it's, I mean, it's not like you're talking about this Kentucky team, too, key being like a, a team of babies. I mean, they're, they're more of a veteran team. So I, this is where we are in college basketball, and that's why it's so, so hard to prognosticate you know, all these different games. Uh, just because if you have – the best team does not always win the tournament. It's a team that gets hot at the right time. Like, that's how we won it myself when you're like, I got crazy hot from the outside. Granted, we had the talent, all the talent in the world, but the, like we were down 22 points to Maryland in the Final Four at half. Yep. 22 points. So, like, it, it's about which team has the poise and things just need to go right. And what we saw last night for a Kentucky team that is more of a veteran team, like they didn't put their foot on the gas when they're up eight down those critical moments. Boom, St. Peter's comes back. They believe they can win those games because they've been in the ball game the whole time pretty much. 
Let's go Trojans. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got a tough one against yeah. Miami. Yeah, That's Miami not going to be easy. We'll yeah. be okay, man. Don't worry about us. Yeah. Jim Laranaga can coach a little bit. That will not be an easy game, no doubt about that. All part of Hot Ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Let's find out what Hot Tickets Jay has for today's tournament games in the NCAA Big Dance. Jay's three-man weave. All right, Jay, you had a three-man weave yesterday. Let's get to it now with your three-man weave. What you got for us today for the Friday action in the NCAA tournament? Wait, you don't want to report what I did yesterday? How, oh, no, how I I did, I'm leaving it up to you. That's why I said Thursday. Give us Thursday. Give us Friday. The, the floor is yours, my friend. Take the spotlight. I mean, so for Georgia State, I mean, look, I, I think it was they were plus 24, and they ended up, Gonzaga ended up winning by 22 or 23, so I got that one. I lost the UNC one. Respect the UNC. Yo, you, UNC is playing mm-hmm. like, like we thought they can actually play from mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Like, wow, I was not expecting that against Marquette. And then, James, what was my last one? Because I won my last one. I think it was um, – Yeah, you had uh, Vermont plus Vermont. five. Vermont, yeah. Arkansas. Oh, and a lot of Arkansas, Arkansas fans were talking trash to me. Oh, we're going to beat their face in. You have no idea what you're talking about. Vermont's SEC good. hater. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Vermont covered. So okay. – there we go. That was those. All right, here, here are my picks for today. So I did well yesterday. I lost one game. I mean, I got good money on the other two. Loyola-Chicago versus OSU. Pretty much a pick game. I mean, Loyola-Chicago, a lot of people are rolling with them. And I'm going to roll with them, too, even though I kind of want to go against the way everybody else is going. But this is a team. They understand who they are. And, guys, they have legit guard play in Lucas Williams and Brandon Norris. So in, in, a, in a money line in a pick game, I'm going to take – Loyola Chicago to win that one straight up. Next up, Virginia Tech versus Texas. Texas is minus one in this ball game, but I, there, there's something about with the way Virginia Tech has played. They beat UNC, they beat Duke down the stretch. They're knocking to they win the ACC tournament championship. They're knocking down shots from the outside at a high clip. We will see how they're able to come out today, but. That game being minus one, Vegas is telling me something. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech for the upset, so I'll take Virginia Tech plus one okay. and that one. And then the last one, I'm still picking my boys to win. Right. But what I've noticed is I've been losing a lot of money with them lately for them to cover with the spread. They're, they're not good against the spread. <laughs> they're not good against <laughs> – so I will take I will take CSU Fulton – Plus 18 and a half. Okay. I still think Duke will win the game. Right. But first game in the tournament, trying to feel themselves out. A younger team. Duke has not been good defensively. Like I said, I still think Duke dominates this game. Mm-hmm. I, still, I don't know if they cover and win by 19. So I'll take CSU Fulton, you know, plus 18 and a half. And keep an eye, yeah, EJ. He, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say he dropped the ball, though. What? Jay, you dropped them because you're supposed to have USC in there, man. Come nah, on, I'm not going to do that to you. Why? Well, you're, you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have. Whether it's a bonus weave, whatever you want, bonus a weave. Bonus oh, weave. A bonus weave. <laughs> a bonus <laughs> weave. Hey, let me go ahead and get this bonus weave, girl. <laughs> That's what the first thing I thought about when I said this bonus weave. Um, yeah, you're supposed to have USC in there just because of me. You're supposed to figure out something there. Something for you, you want some kind of action? Let me let me go yeah, and pull that. Let me yeah, go and pull yeah. this up real quick. Why are you why are you saying bonus weave yeah. on national damn TV? <laughs> that takes a whole Keith. new level, man. What is, what is wrong with you? A bonus yeah, weave. A bonus <laughs> weave. This one right Just here, Jay. Pull it out. Yeah. This one, look. Hey. Wow. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Good hair to the twenty. You already know what time huh? it is. My Hold goodness. On. Okay, so I mean USC is minus two in this one. Over okay. under. I might take the under in that one key for you. 
I might take there the under. Go. I I think it's going to be a tough game for you guys. I Miami's a good team. Jim is a great coach. I I do think you guys will come out, but I would take the over under is one thirty nine point five. I would probably take yes. the under. Okay. We got a lot of length though. You do. That's why. Yes, you Indeed. Big team. No doubt. We're a big team. We're a slow team though. That's the only problem that bothers if, me. So we're James, not, we're J- not fast team. Put that one down for me, James, yeah. our producer. I'll take the 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 bonus weave. <laughs> by the way, every day now I'm, t- I'm saying bonus weave, and That's I'm going right. to do the segment by this. Keith. That's a drop now. I'm no doing doubt. that by that. The bonus weave. I'll take bonus the under one thirty nine point five on the bonus weave for Key. Wow. Okay. Good. By the way, in that game, good Cal State filling the Duke. Keep an eye EJ Anasiki. He's going to give Duke problems on the yeah. inside. A undersized big Agreed. who can step outside and make a kind of shots. Really plays tough inside. Was first team All Conference. Freddie in and the Key. Big West. If you could see, you guys can't hear him right now, but Mike T is in the studio looking at me when I say bonus weave. Like, huh? <laughs> he doesn't. Know what's going on. Oh, he knows. Oh, he does. He's laughing. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know what to go it's with. It's Friday, Freddie. It, it really is Friday. I, this would have happened on Monday, Wednesday. It would not have mattered from that standpoint. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. We turn our attention back to the National Football League. And I know Mike Tannenbaum is stepping into the studio. I'm sure he's got bonus weave in his head right now as an ESPN NFL front office inside. We're going to get him situated as we try to calm down, Jay. Right, we try he to just calm maybe touch his hair. He's like, is this a weave? Yeah, well, I'll leave that between you and yeah, him. Yeah. How's that sound? I'm staying out of this whole thing from that stand. The key started. I'm not finishing it. Let's put it that way. I'm just staying out of that. He's going to get us in trouble, man. No, I, going to. I think we're well past the going to part. Getting it's us in a trouble. bonus weave. I'm going to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Really appreciate you joining us in studio. Devontae Adams traded from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first-round pick and a second-round pick this year. This completely came out of nowhere. What are your thoughts on Devontae Adams saying, I'm not tying my fortune to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to reunite with my old quarterback, Derek Carr, when we played together in college at Fresno State. Yeah, my thoughts are I'm pissed at my barber for being late. So, boy, there's so much to unpack here. So um, I've been thinking a lot about this. A number of things. First of all, the timing of this is catastrophic for the Packers from this standpoint. They're, the options today are a million miles from where they could have been a week ago. Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson just signed with the Rams. But here's the more fundamental point, guys, that I'll make. We're in the ultimate running back. We're winning a championship right now. We just committed $150 million to arguably the best player in the sport in Aaron Rodgers. If I was the GM of the Packers, this is really easy. I could not be more clear and simple. You are under the franchise tag. You're going nowhere. Zero. You're going nowhere. This is not losing as a Darius Smith. Key, you know this as well as anybody. This is the quarterback's best friend. He's the best receiver in the game in the prime of his career. We have a chance to win a Super Bowl right now. You're going nowhere. You're being franchised. I'll see you on Labor Day if we can't get a long-term deal done. But you are going nowhere. That option is off the table. Mike, what what plays into the decision for Gunkust to move on from Devontae Adams, given the fact you've, you've been in the front office with similar situations with myself, where we had a Super Bowl-ready win team now, but you guys elected to move on from me, and the Jets are still trying to replace me, by the way, 50 years later. Um, Ouch. You know, still just move on from me, Based on contract demands, money, all of those, 
What plays into that decision, and why would you ever do that? Yeah, so, Key, it's truly apples and oranges from a standpoint. As you recall, we had a new head coach in Al Groh, so obviously that was probably that was a factor in the decision in terms of while it was a good team, there was obviously a transition. This is totally different to me. This is we're running it back. We're the one seed. We lost. We're committing to our great quarterback. And, again, you could survive losing Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell. This is a great, great receiver in the prime of his career. So it makes no sense to me because you're – like I was saying before, Key, this is like us buying property on Park Avenue right across the street from the Waldorf Astoria, and now we're going to put up a Holiday Inn. It just doesn't make any sense. So what do you do? Like, do you in in the market? Do you go for a guy like Jarvis Landry? Do you go for a Juju? Yeah. Do you try to you know? Yeah. Since the, I made this point earlier, since the Seahawks are trying to rebuild, do you throw out draft collateral for a guy like DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Yeah, I, you do all those things, Jay Will, but none of them are as good as Devontae Adams, including DK Metcalf, Metcalf. And even if you draft a guy, which you know they're going to sit there and say, "Hey, now we got two ones, two twos. That's great." But I'm just saying, in year one of that wide receiver's career is not going to be anywhere close to what Devontae Adams is going to be in 2022. So to me, that's what's so inconsistent here. Like, you're almost saying like, hey, I'll go with Jordan Love and let's just blow it up and let's get as many picks. Like, that makes more sense to me than overextending on Rodgers, which makes complete sense. Like, if you look at what the Saints did – they kept the band together with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. They didn't have one and not the other. Siki, that's why I get so confused because if we know that Aaron Rodgers is on a year-to-year deal, like how do you continue to maintain his happiness when well, you don't lo- ha- Go ahead. Well, you're going to tell me he's locked in, but you've also just told me that a guy isn't really locked in. No, no, no. He, he's locked in because of the money that they gave Aaron Rodgers, $150 million over three years of guaranteed money. He's not going to go anywhere. He's, he's there – with that, I mean, if he wants to be Aaron Rodgers, drama Aaron Rodgers after the season and do the whole dance again, then mm-hmm. that's not going to look good. Um, but, Mike, it could be such that maybe they feel that they got a young nucleus and group that they believe in with Lazar and St. Brown, Equinini and St. Brown and Lazar and those type of, you know, those guys that they have, that they, uh, um, uh, Amani Rodgers, you know, maybe they feel like, we develop young receivers. We've shown that in the past, whether it was all the way back to Donald Driver, all the way up to Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb in between, that we don't need Devontae Adams at $28 million a year because we are 7-0 and lifetime with him, without him in the lineup. Now, you can point to a lot of different reasons, and I haven't broken it down, but you know that 7-0 and could be fool's goal, right? It could be the Chicago Bears four times and the Detroit Lions three. I don't know, but that number's out there at 7-0. and So maybe they feel like they're a better team without him. I, that, it just does. I, I understand that. Like, those are aberrational, you know, games that they won without him. Uh, I believe Equinemius St. Brown just signed, by the way, with Chicago. But Oh, did okay. he? Okay. Yeah, but the point, but key, more fundamentally, like, all those guys are interesting, and I'm with you. Like, that all makes sense if our quarterback was younger and we had more years to develop. I get it. And I don't want to be – too dramatic here, guys, but if we the historical impact of this to me is if we go back to Reggie White signing as a free agent in Green Bay that made the Packers relevant in free agency that started with Favre, Baton to Rodgers, 
I think this could be the beginning of the end because you're losing a great player in the prime of his career who's the quarterback's best friend, who was under the franchise tag, and he left. Mm. Like, how are you going to get – you mentioned D.K. Metcalf. Mm. Does D.K. Metcalf want to get paid? Yeah, of course he does, but if everything was equal, like, why would he want to go to Green Bay knowing that Aaron Rodgers is, you know – he comes back from some other retreat and he's out. Like, like I just, <laughs> right? Like, I just think, like, I, I think the ramifications of what happened last night are shocking, and the long-term implications are massive because Aaron Rodgers is very close to the end. And how are they going to attract consequential free agents? Like, I know we're not talking about Deshaun Watson, but to me. One of the reasons I would love to get to Sean Watson is he's going to create an R of association. So if he winds up at the Saints or Atlanta, that's a place players are going to want to go to. Those are great cities with a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why would a great player want to go to Green Bay now? Great stuff by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, giving us the straight talk and the bonus week. Thanks to Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Mike, always appreciate your brother. Thanks a lot, and thanks for the information as well. Going back to the barbershop. <laughs> Make sure he takes care of you and tightens you up. Let's put it that way yeah, from that standpoint. That'll take about 30 seconds. There's not a lot of work to be done. Hey, put it this way. Make those seconds count as far as your hair is concerned and your, and your weave is going to be concerned. Tell, Just make tell sure him, Freddie, if seconds. he's getting the bonus weave, it's going to take longer than he thinks. Oh, then, you know what, see, now we've gone completely off the rails down here at Keyshawn J. Willemax with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, and see XM Channel 80. Staying with Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, according to reports, he knew Devontae Adams getting traded. So what does the biggest, baddest man in the NFL do now? Keep it here. That's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.